Hello, and welcome to episode number 11 of the Hafe Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan Hafey, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about successes and failures from last week's live stream Skype interview. All right, and welcome. If this is your first time here, be sure to click that subscribe button if you don't mind and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Twitter and Instagram. How do you like that little uh, animation I got there? Showed that in the last episode, didn't really talk much about it. Just a little simple After Effects animation I put together. Um, and uh, yeah, that was fun. So anyway, today uh, we're going to be talking about some successes and some of the failures, some of the things we did good and bad, some of the things that worked and didn't work, uh, work last week when we had Brendan Halbum on the show to talk about YouTube and uh, content creation and entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff. So if you didn't get a chance to check that one out, please do go check it out. It was a good one. Excuse me. But um, yeah, there were some things that went really well and there were some things that didn't go quite so well. Uh, it was my first live stream Skype interview attempt. And we did it all live, and I tried to produce and host and everything, which is not an easy task. We pulled it off, but with a few hiccups here and there. So we're going to talk not only about the setup that went into, uh, that, that allowed me to be able to do that, but also some kind of, again, some of the, the, the things that, that went a little bit wrong and possibly how to correct them in case any of you listening are interested in doing any of that going forward. So, but of, cur- of course, before that, we need to talk about some updates and, uh, oh no, I think my thing came off. Hold on. Because this is the first update. I didn't realize it was the first update for the podcast is that we have a new camera view and I hope that it's on. Yeah, it's on. So we've got a GoPro in the back here. I didn't realize that the GoPro apparently is on some kind of time limit. I need to look into that. Because uh, in all the testing that I've done so far, it didn't shut off on me. But if you hear any beeping in the background, that's my GoPro shutting off. But apparently you can use a GoPro, um, which has a clean HDMI output. So I had a GoPro Hero 7 that I honestly don't use all that much. And I figured, hey, if I'm not using it, might as well put it to use. So I've got a little behind view here, which you can see on the front view is located right there. So the GoPro I just have as kind of a rear view, just to give you kind of a general overview behind the scenes look of the studio here and as you can see there's some exercise equipment over there that is because my um, podcast studio is also my workout room so it's my favorite room in the house I can from getting sick of you know working on my computer just get up and I don't know do a few pull-ups or something anyway go back to this view and of course we've still got our overhead view there which is always fun um, so that's update number one and uh, we'll see how long that GoPro lasts. I might have to tweak it to, to get it to stay on for the entire duration of the show. Um, also, another update. So uh, um, a few episodes ago, I talked about um, the Ada Mini here, which is this, uh, this switcher board. And whether or not... So basically, give a little context. The Ada Mini will take, no matter what your input is, and it will um, transcode or whatever the technical term for it is, but it doesn't matter what your camera settings are coming into this, it will output whatever resolution and frame rate 
you decide within the software here. So for example, I have everything uh, going or coming out of the, the Ada Mini at 1080p, 24 frames per second. The question that I posed a few weeks ago on the podcast was whether or not, let's say if, if on my Sony a6500 here, if I set this to 1080, 24 frames a second, would the picture that comes out of the Ada Mini look different than, say, if I had a 4K signal coming out of the A6500 that was then downscaled to 1080 as it comes out of the Ada, Ada Mini? So I did a, just a quick, simple test to look and see if uh, there would be a difference. And it turns out there's a massive dis, dis, bleh, <laughs> a massive difference. So right now I have the A6500 set to 4K. 24 frames a second. That 4K signal is going into my Ada Mini. My Ada Mini is converting that into a 1080p signal, and uh, that is what's being sent out to YouTube and what's being recorded. Um, so what I did was just recorded two different clips using OBS, one at 4K and one at 1080. Now, I don't know how well this is going to translate over YouTube, but um, let's take a look here. So let me get my screen here. All right, so this is a 4K test. So you can kind of see how clear that is. It looks, at least to me, let's put me in the corner there. It, it's, it's a pretty sharp image, at least to me. Um, all right, so keep that in mind. And for you, uh, oops, uh-oh, oh, shoot, there we go. For you uh, listeners at home um, or listening to the audio version, yeah, the, what we're looking at right now is the recorded 4K version, and it's, it's nice and crystal clear and sharp. Now check this out. This is 1080. Now keep in mind, this is with the same focusing. Like this is the the focus didn't change. Everything was still the same. I've never thought that the Sony A6500 had great 1080. I always thought it looked very soft. This is just another um, you know, this confirms that. But if you look at the the video here again versus that 4K versus 1080 that to me is pretty crazy. So long story short, if you are, there we go. If you are uh, using the Ada Mini and you have a camera that has the ability to output a clean 4K HDMI signal uh, and you can run that into your Ada Mini, I would do that. Now, again, remember the Ada Mini uh, will only output up to 1080 resolution and won't go above that. But, uh, as you just saw here, if you're outputting a higher resolution from your camera into it and it downscales that, you, it's going to result in a much sharper and clearer image, which makes total sense, obviously, but I just hadn't done the testing to see if that was confirmed. It clearly is. So just something to keep in mind if you are doing any sort of live streaming on your own. Last update I have for you before we get into the main topic of the day. Uh, I made a purchase and that is, and I should have queued it up here, but I didn't, so I'm going to as we're talking here. What I purchased, let's we'll go B&H photo because it's probably the best place to find some actual decent images. I don't want to give it away until I pull it up. There it is. All right. I purchased the Rode, Rodecaster Pro audio board, audio uh, integrated podcast production studio. 
Uh, I've seen nothing but good things about this um, uh, this board here. And basically, it, it'll allow me to put in uh, up to four audio channels. Um, these colorful buttons on the right side of it here, those are for sound effects. If I ever have any in-house um, in guests, we can all, up to four people, we can all have our own headphones, be listening and monitoring what everyone's saying. You have control of each individual audio track. You can even input um, phone audio via either um, some sort of cable or also through Bluetooth. And you can have a USB in as well. Uh, I guess it comes with some compressors and things that you can use, uh, which are apparently pretty good. So I'm super excited about this. Now, there's nothing wrong with the uh, audio interface that I'm using. Let's see if I can... I've showed this before, but this is just a little Behringer um, Euphoria UMC202 HD. It's just a two-channel audio interface. Works great. The, the, the only real gripe that I have about it there's a couple minor things, like super minor things. One of them being, for some reason, and this may be a PC issue more than anything, um, but that is that every now and then I have to unplug it and plug it back in. For some reason, it loses connection with my computer. It is what it is. But other than that, I mean, it, it's super simple and it gets the job done. But after this, I'm not going to need it. So if there's anyone out there who is uh, interested in a uh, new audio interface and if you want to make me an offer, for this, uh, let's work out a deal. Just uh, shoot me a message and we'll figure it out. So those are the updates. I'm very excited for this podcast board. It's going to be a nice addition to the studio and uh, will hopefully up my production value that much more. Another thing it'll do is it'll make it, um, I believe, yeah, I mean, it'll pretty much make it unnecessary for me to use this Elgato Stream Deck for sound effects. I've, um, as I've played before. I've got a couple only right now. I've only got two on here. Little buzzer, little Heaven's Gates thing going on there. Um, but uh, instead of having to go into the menu on that, I can just do it directly from the Roadcaster Pro. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll program in a few sound effects as we go along. So anyway, moving on, let's talk about the topic at hand. So live streaming. So yes, as I mentioned last week. Oh, I'm still in that <laughs> view there. Last week we did. Uh, my very first live streamed Skype interview. So while doing a live stream for the podcast, I had uh, my buddy Brendan Halbum, um, who was someone I met on the kind of YouTube creator business retreat I went to back in December. We talked about entrepreneurship, YouTube, content creation, all that kind of fun stuff, gear. It's a good episode. Go check it out. Um, but during that episode, there was we had him call in live via Skype during the live stream. Uh, and it was a great learning experience because I'd never done that. Um, more or less, it was a test. Brandon Brendan was nice enough to be my guinea pig for that. And uh, all things considered, I think it went pretty well. There was one point where um, we had a connection issue. He had to hang up and I had to call him back. Um, I was kind of planning for that, for that to happen, as you should for a first time for everything. But uh, I wanted to go through and talk about how everything was set up for that, all the different plugins and everything that you need, and then some of the issues that we had. So... First of all, as far as setup goes, um, there was just one piece of equipment that I had to add to my arsenal here, and that was a separate webcam. And it's probably going to be difficult to see here, but this I have this little webcam. Let's see, can you see it? There you go. It's um, I have it mounted below the A6500, basically right 
right there. And um, the reason that I had to add a webcam is that while I could, if, if I was just making a Skype call, a one-on-one -on -one Skype call with someone, I could technically use my uh, inbound signal from basically from the Ada Mini. So if I wanted to use, I could be talking to someone and switching through camera angles as I'm talking on Skype if I wanted to. However, the moment that I try to open OBS or try to use OBS in conjunction with Skype, that's when the problems occur. And the reason is because basically um, one program can ingest or accept the feed, the inbound feed from the ATOM. It can't, in other words, the, the signal that goes into the computer from the ATOM Mini can only be routed into one, um, one program. So if I were to open OBS, which would then show the live preview from the Ada Mini, then the um, then Skype would not be able to show any video. Versus, or, or the other way around, if I opened Skype first and it was using the video and then I opened OBS, you wouldn't see anything in OBS. So to combat that, I had to add an additional camera angle that was dedicated only for Skype. Now I could have used uh, a... I have the the uh, the Camlink 4K, which is a capture card, which is actually what I was using before I got the Ada Mini, and that works fine. Um, but you do need one of them per camera input. So if I had, if I wanted to add multiple angles, I would have had to have multiple Camlinks. And at a certain point, you're better off just buying an Ada Mini because I think those are about like 125 bucks a piece. The Camlinks are. So what I did was I found. Uh, luckily, we had this this old I don't know, it's probably like a 720p. Um, uh, webcam that I loaded into and just plugged into the computer via USB. I assigned that to Skype so that at least as I'm talking to Brendan, um, we could see each other. And then the, the ATOM signal would go into OBS. Um, now if you don't have a webcam, let's say if you have the setup that I have where you have the ATOM, but you don't have any additional cameras that you can assign just for Skype, you can still accomplish this in that you'll have an incoming Skype feed from the person on the other line and you'll be able to hear each other, but they won't be able to see me or they won't be able to see you. You could see them, but you, they won't be able to see you unless you have a dedicated um, camera angle for them and for Skype. That makes sense. So that was challenge number one. You know, I need to, <laughs> I need to stop drinking these delicious bubblies, not sponsored. Uh, these carbonated waters, because every time I do, they make me burp as I take a sip. Anyway, so yeah, that was challenge number one, and that was an easy fix. Uh, next thing, in OBS, so let me go back to my screen here. So we are in OBS now. Again, you got to um, have to, uh, I apologize for the big infinite picture in picture thing going on here. But in OBS, if you go into, no, I lied. So um, in OBS, there's a, it's called NDI, I believe is, is the name of the plugin. Actually, I'm going to come out of that for a second. Let me go into Chrome and we'll look this up. NDI OBS. So OBS dash NDI. So uh, new tech NDI, N-E-W, T-E-K-N-D-I is the name of the 
company, I guess, or whatever that makes the plugin for OBS. And this is what you need in order for Skype to be able to be ingested by OBS. You would just download it, install it, and then it shows up in OBS. Then when you go to add um, a new source in OBS, let's see if we can do this here. So if you go to add a source, and you would go to NDI source, type in, you just type in whatever, um, whatever you want to call it, or just Skype, whatever. I'm going to cancel that out because I have it here already. You would then open Skype, and then um, after they call you, after the your guest calls you, you would then open the source up, and you would pick their name from this drop down here. It won't show up unless you actually have a live call, um, but it'll show uh, them in this drop down where it says source name, and then you would click on their name, and then after a, a couple seconds, you would see them pop up in the screen, and then you can position them wherever you want in the screen. So it's actually pretty simple, uh, pretty simple process. The other thing that needs to be done in Skype, um, there is a setting. And by the way, this can only work if the person calling you is on. Uh, did you hear it? There goes, the, there goes the GoPro. GoPro shut off. So if I want to use that again, I might have to turn it back on. Um, in uh, Skype, there's a setting that you have to turn on. And you have to be using the desktop version. If, if the person calling you is on a mobile phone or like an app version of Skype, it's not going to work. But... We're back in, uh, we're in Skype here. If you click on this here, go into settings, calling, advanced, there's a setting called allow NDI usage, and that needs to be turned on on both ends. So as long as that's turned on on both ends, it should work. Now it's a little quirky, a little weird, but um, with a little experimentation and, and fine tuning and tweaking, you should be able to get it to work. And then in OBS, um, once you get that source going and you have a call, a live call, you've got someone on the other end of the line, then you will see, let's go back here one more time. You will then see in the audio section here, uh, you will see the, uh, the, the inbound audio from your Skype recipient, if that makes sense. Pardon me. Good Lord. Gotta drink some flat water next time. Anyway, okay, let's go back to this view here. So that's obstacle number two, and that's that's just basically how you go about actually getting Skype set up and integrated with OBS. Now, um, obviously, one of the things that you need to make sure is that the connection that you have on each end is a strong one. In my case specifically, and 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 I can't confirm whether or not the issues, the connection issues that we had were on my end or on Brendan's. Um, I am, I do have a strong internet signal here. I'm also using that internet signal right now to send this out to YouTube where it's being live streamed. Um, not only that, but I have kids upstairs right now that are playing on all their electronics. So it's highly possible that the street, the, the internet connection in this house was just too incredibly bogged down. I don't know. Or it could have been on his end. At a certain point, though, what I'm getting at is that he had um, some uh, some connection issues. There were some points where he would just break up and be a little, you know, I couldn't I couldn't understand him. So at, at a certain point, I had to hang up and call him back. Luckily, that went without any issues. I was able to hang it up, call him back, and then he was right back, and then the connection was at least better. Um, one of the things, though, that I didn't realize until after we had finished the entire episode is that when 
when you're doing the call live and it's on the computer, I could hear him in almost real time and I was responding to him in real time. However, it took maybe two seconds or so, maybe a little less. I don't know. I don't know exactly, but it took a little bit of time for that to get into OBS as well. So there were, in other words, there was a delay between the actual conversation that we were having through Skype versus the Skype, Skype getting into OBS. So what I found at the end of the episode was that, um, it almost sounded like I was cutting him off when in reality, the conversation was having in real time. I just didn't realize that there was that much of a delay going into OBS. So that was a bit of a, a problem, a bit of an annoyance, um, especially at the end when I'm trying to configure the audio version of it to uh, upload to, um, you know, for the, for the uh, audio podcast version. Um, but it, it, it wasn't a huge deal. I mean, it, it, it worked out. It wasn't super noticeable, um, but it did for a little bit without knowing what's going on. It almost makes me sound like I'm just cutting off and cutting him off and being a dick. Um, so yeah, but that's, uh, that's about it. There was, yeah, the audio recording, I'm looking at my notes here to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Audio recording, sync issues, connection issues, webcam setup. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the setup itself though, I mean, it's, it's not difficult to get set up. Um, but it's not foolproof. It's a little finicky and, um, it's, it's a lot to juggle. That was probably the biggest thing is, I mean, as I've said before, trying to keep all of this stuff in check is hard enough as it is. Um, but then adding on an extra element of having someone live on, on the call with you and ensuring that that stays up and running, you know, cause I'm, when I'm doing this, I'm trying to look into the camera. So it seems like I'm talking to all of you at the same time I'm monitoring, you know, hold on. I gotta, I gotta turn the GoPro, GoPro back on here. There we go. Let's see. Is it on? There we go. So yeah, when I'm, when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm looking in the camera here. I'm also occasionally looking up at this monitor here to make sure that framing looks okay, which that's not a huge deal. Although this, this monitor, there you go. This little monitor is actually mostly helpful for making sure that uh, everything is in focus. If, if let's say I change focus to show you something close up to the camera, I can glance at that to make sure, oh shoot, I forgot to recheck my focus, whatever. Um, from there, I also have, which you can kind of see from the GoPro view, I have OBS on this screen over here. Um, I check OBS to make sure that I know which, um, which camera angle I'm on, or maybe I'm showing off my screen at the moment. Um, so that helps to ensure that I'm on the right camera or, or where I'm, I'm on, on the right angle that I want to be. Then, uh, on top of that, I'm also looking at the YouTube live stream over here, which I can bring in here. So this is, I'm, I'm watching this as well, just to make sure that the stream is staying up in case anybody chimes in and wants to chat. I can, uh, make sure that I'm responding to that. Um, but I don't typically refer, oh, let's see what I did there, press the wrong buttons. Um, but I don't typically refer to uh, the YouTube screen for framing and all of that because there's so much of a delay. There's, I think it's like maybe a 10, 15 second delay from 
me saying these words to it getting out on YouTube. Um, and then in addition to that, I'm using, again, you just saw I, I pressed the wrong button on the uh, Elgato Stream Deck here, um, which is easy to do. Uh, I'm making sure that uh, I'm doing the right camera angles over here. I have to ensure that my audio is sounding good from this audio interface, which can sometimes be a challenge. There was an episode a few um, a few weeks ago where I had some clipping, um, and that's because just I had my levels up too high and wasn't paying enough attention to that. I got to make sure all my cameras are staying on and are active uh, and, and not messed up. So th that's why this is so difficult and a lot harder than I anticipated it being in the beginning. Um, but I, I, it's just a lot of fun to me. Like this, this whole thing is one big experiment that I, that I love doing. So uh, it doesn't bother me a whole lot, but uh, I enjoy it. So, yeah. By the way, and that's really it. I thought this episode was, or at least the the topic, I was, thought it was going to have a lot more to talk about on that topic. Um, but it uh, turns out uh, it's pretty straightforward. So for the next time I do it, I don't know if I'm going to do it again. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I probably will do it at some point. And again, I'm, I'm talking about the, uh, the live streaming thing with the, uh, the Skype interview. I'm sure I'll probably do it again. I need to be, if I do though, I need to be more mindful of that delay and you know, maybe when someone finishes talking, just wait a second or two before I start talking to it so it doesn't overlap. Um, what else? You know, probably a good idea to just make sure whoever is on the other end is uh, they have a strong connection. Um, and then on top of that, I think that's really it. Yeah. I've heard uh, Zoom. I think it's maybe it is Z-O-O-M, I'm not sure, but Zoom is another one of the um, kind of live video calling services that allows you to uh, record calls, um, video calls for podcasts. I don't, I, I looked into it a little bit as far as OBS is concerned. In other words, how to integrate Zoom with OBS, just like you would with Skype. But um, I, I didn't look into it too deeply. I, I think I might've found one or two resources that showed you how, but it, it didn't seem like it was quite as straightforward as, as getting Skype in. Uh, and, um, but I did hear that the video quality over Zoom and the audio quality is a lot better. So maybe it might be worth looking a little bit more into in, uh, in, in the future. But it was a fun experience either way. One last update, by the way, that I didn't, well, I wonder if I can, I'm going to keep talking because I'm going to send a video from my phone to the computer because I have one final update that I need to share that I'm very excited about. And um, by the way, here's a, a good utility for anyone out there who, let's say, if you're like me and you have an iPhone, but you also have a PC, which I have a, a MacBook Pro, but my computer, my desktop is a, uh, is a PC. So obviously with, with Mac, you have airdrop with, but it's not quite as simple to transfer files between Mac and PC, um, like it is between two Macs. So I have a program called send anywhere and it just uses Wi-Fi, I guess. Yeah. It just uses Wi-Fi. And you just select the files you want. You type a code into the uh, your PC or to the Mac, wherever you're transferring it to. 
and it sends it within a couple seconds and you get the full highest resolution versions of the files and it works great and just goes to your downloads folder so i'm going to open this up and um this here is oh let's go to screen here what am i on this is going to be our new family dog we have agreed on the name king tum tum the uh the, the king is just because this is going to be a big boy. This boy is going to be, um, he's going to be about 120 pounds. That's typically what they get up to, maybe like between 100 and 120 pounds. Um, Tum Tum, I'd be interested to know if anyone understands that reference without me explaining it, but Tum Tum, if anyone's ever seen the movie Three Ninjas, which by the way, when I was little, uh, I remember this pretty clearly. I used to... Uh, there was a, a kid in my neighborhood and like every day during the summer we would cook some popcorn. We would grab diet Dr. Pepper for some reason. And we would sit down on the TV on the, on the couch in my living room. We would watch three ninjas just every day for some reason. And, uh, in three ninjas, there are three kids, three brothers who are like ninjas in training. Uh, and they have nicknames. They're given nicknames as part of the process. The oldest is Rocky. The middle is Colt. And then the youngest of the group, who is uh, also has the biggest appetite, his name is Tum Tum. And that reference just kind of came to me, and I thought it was fitting. He's going to be the youngest of the three. He's going to definitely be eating the most. And um, he kind of looks like a Tum Tum. And the king part, he's just going to be a big boy. And uh, we're looking for a guard dog. So something like King just kind of fits. So King Tum Tum is going to be his name. We're very excited about that. We did, it was a toss up actually uh, in the final, final moments when we just, you know, when we were deciding the name, we thought about Wimpy. That was actually something my wife came up. Wimpy short for Jay Wellington Wimpy, who was kind of Popeye's sidekick. Here, we're going to look him up. We're going to look him up. Kind of reminds me of the, uh, um, what was it? The uh, there you go. Kind of looks like the Monopoly Man. Oh, that is super small. Let's see if I can get something a little bit bigger. That's not perfect, but you get it. Anybody remember him? Yeah, he was kind of the uh, the other front runner as far as names go, uh, which would have been a little oxymoronic. You got a giant dog named Wimpy, but that would have been you know part of the whole the whole fun of it. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's uh, that's the big family update, and he will be coming home uh, a week from today, actually. So maybe I will feature him next week's podcast again. That's going to be at uh, Cane Corso, which is an Italian Mastiff breed, and uh, you know he's not going to fill the void of our late great Boogie, um, but uh, we are hoping that he will be a good and loyal addition to the family. Um, but that's it. That's it for this episode. That's all I've got to talk about. Once again, be sure to hit that subscribe button, whether on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version. And follow me on the social medias at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. And let's have a conversation. I like talking to you people. I like answering questions. A lot of you will come to me with questions, technical questions, you know, tips for getting into this, tips for doing that. And um, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. I like tinkering. I like troubleshooting. I like figuring out problems. So if you've got a problem or if you're just looking for 
a little bit of constructive feedback or advice, uh, feel free to hit me up and uh, drop into the DMs. But anyway, with that, I think I'll call this one done. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you in the next one.